0: Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine.
1: But you got to have friends. Staying
2: in the friend zone this morning, have friends, friends, friends here at the Watchdog Morning Show. It's 810, 10, minutes after the hour. I'm Howard Monroe, Bob Slider behind the board. Intern Garen is here for her final uh, 50 minutes with us, Garen. Final, final 50 minutes. The clock is on. Final the countdown, countdown has begun. Tick, 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 tick. Uh, Garen's been uh, a big asset to our show and hopefully we have taught her a few things
3: maybe just a couple howard
2: <laughs> and maybe some of them were actually good things i don't i i don't know uh, roaming right around 60 everywhere here in the upper ohio valley 61 at the airport 60 at the highlands 60 in elm grove 61 here at the robinson Auto group studios downtown wheeling In the heart of the Ohio Valley, you might see some clouds outside. They may be gone or they're going to be gone. But when you look up in the sky, it's still going to look a little weird because those darn Canadian wildfires are sending haze back into our area.
3: Don't they have a fire department? Is everybody playing hockey in Canada? (laughs) They they don't have a fire department up there, Howard? I had no
2: idea these were going to go on so long. I had a couple. When the wildfires hit us, what, two, three weeks ago, I had a couple of uh, authors and experts suggest they would like to come on and talk about wildfires. And I thought to myself, well, it's going to be a short, you know, by the time I get you scheduled, it will be over with. I should have brought them in to talk about these wildfires because they're still raging, apparently. I don't know what they... Getting worse, it, it appears. They have a water shortage? Can't put the fire it out. not rain in Canada, I Maybe guess. Maybe I
1: should have picked Jimi Hendrix for today. He's got fire and purple haze we oh, could have played. Oh, oh,
2: purple haze, and there you go. Uh, so if you look outside today you're not going to see a blue sky, but rather a milky tint to the sky. You'll see the sky and sun through the haze today. Temperatures in the upper 70s today. Supposedly the air quality will improve tomorrow and should be a pretty sunny day tomorrow. Daytime high in the low 80s, so a warm day tomorrow as well. Weekend could be a little wet, but Independence Day itself, which is Tuesday, uh, will actually be pretty nice. By the way, Bob, you know what, uh, let's see, today is what, Wednesday? Today's Wednesday, Howard. Two days from now, um, in our neighborhood, our neck of the woods, fireworks.
3: Fireworks, and you and I don't have to sweat it too much because, eh, if it rains Saturday, eh, it rains a little bit Sunday, we don't care because we're off Monday and We're off Monday
2: and Tuesday as well. we got a long vacation, and uh, I'm looking forward to it.
3: Me too, Howard. Probably
2: eating hot dogs every single day, and that's probably not a good thing, but that's uh, that's uh, that's likely what I'll do. 8.12 in the morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We all know Pat Sajak a few weeks ago uh, came on Wheel of Fortune in the evening. The wheel, they call it. And um, announced that he's retiring. Uh, probably a smart move. Uh, Pat Sajak's kind of getting a little long in the tooth, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, he's got to be up there. What, uh, in his 70s, Howard? Oh, he's at
2: least in his 70s. Yeah. I mean, he's he's And when you... See him well. Even when you watch him on Wheel, he's a little doddering sometimes. But when you see him outside of that in interviews and stuff, he's clearly, you know,
3: it's time to call it quits, bad It is, and I'll tell you how how old you and I are getting, Howard. I remember when he was just getting going there, what the middle '80s, and they were calling him the next Dick Clark. Now that's yeah. when Dick Clark was still alive, also. Uh, because uh, he just dabbled in everything. He was like Dick Clark. He did this show. He did a, a radio show. He was the next Johnny Carson going to be. And uh, things didn't work out that way. But he was uh, kind of like Ryan Seacrest is today. He's, he's uh, in everything. Say,
2: except his replacement is exactly the same. Uh, the announcement came yesterday. Ryan Seacrest is going to be the new host of Wheel of Fortune. So he's probably 30 years younger. I'm just making a guess. Yeah. Um, but he's he's got the same kind of resume. You're right, Bob. Ryan Seacrest, a, a disc jockey, still is a disc jockey in Los Angeles and on a nationwide uh, programming. Um, came to fame, of course, which I never understood, by the way. He came to fame as the the voice, the anchor, whatever you call it, of American Idol. And all he did was say, this is American Idol. And I thought to myself, I could do that. I don't, and, yet, you know, he's making the millions. How come that is? He's making the millions doing the same thing I could do. Anyways, Ryan Seacrest named the new host of Wheel of Fortune. Multi-year contract, and he'll be stepping into the into the Pat Sajak shoes. I think, I think he'll be the third Wheel of Fortune host because we have, um, before Sajak, there was um, Chuck Woolery. That's it. Very good, Howard. Was the first of the Wheel of Fortune hosts. And then uh, Pat Sajak came in. Sajak is going out. Ryan Seacrest is there. But the question, of course, is what about Vanna? What's, what's going to to Vanna? Vanna White? You remember we talked about this a couple of days ago when we talked about Sechrist, or about uh, Pat Sajak retiring, that when Pat Sajak was tapped to be the host of an evening show in competition with Johnny Carson, CBS was going to have him as a, a late-night talk show host, and Vanna White was really upset because Sajak didn't, didn't ask her to come along. And uh, He said at the time, he said, hey, we're not joint at the hip, you know, <laughs> we just, we work together on that show. So now Vanna, uh, she's got to be wondering what, what's happening to her. And she reportedly, now she currently makes $3 million a year. Oh. Now that's less than Pat Sajak makes. Well, she, she turns letters. How?
1: Also, yeah, she just walks around. <laughs> no, in a dress. no, she doesn't even turn ah. the letter.
2: She, she touches to the letters, and the the electronic thing goes I
1: bing. Want, they can hire me.
2: She wants to. Uh, she wants a, a five times increase, from three million up to fifteen million. And um, you know, some people think that she's just as important to the show. I would say. You're nuts. Who cares? But okay.
1: Any girl up there to touch it?
2: Well, block? you know, let the machine do it. For God's sake, that's what it is anyways.
1: Yeah, we got, we got machines trying to take writer's jobs. Yeah. But,
3: I Karen, know. I know that feeling. You know, occasionally, Howard will get these gigs on the side, uh, you know, giving his views, uh, a lot of a political, and I'll say, okay, boss, what time do you want me in there with you? Or, hey, what time are we leaving? And he'll uh, say, Bob. Uh, Bob, they don't want you. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, it's just me today. <laughs> yeah, so <I> you <laughs> sent this one out. I know that feeling.
2: So I don't know what – I'm. Quickly, because I don't want to get to Mike Pushkin. But um, if you were the producers, how important – you've got Ryan Seacrest now coming on board. That's going to change the complexion of the show. Do you keep Vanna or do you say, you know what, it's time for us to have a whole new look and let's get somebody else or let's – If
1: she's asking for fifteen million for a $15 million contract, I'd get rid of her for
2: I, sure. It's not the number I think that would upset me as a producer – but she wants
3: to increase her salary five times. Yeah, yeah, what would irk me as an executive producer, I think I would try to be polite, and I would say, Vanna, please don't take this the wrong way, but I, I'm getting the feeling that you always thought that you were maybe a bigger part of the show than when you actually are. Pat's leaving. Now's a great time for you to leave. There will be no salary. Maybe we'll put a little package together and wish you luck, but get out.
1: How old's Vanna? <laughs>
3: um,
2: let me see if the story tells
3: She's got to be 65, 66? Yeah, probably.
1: This might sound bad, but I don't think we can have like the girl of the show be older than the guy. Especially by that
2: much, like. Glad
3: you didn't say that, Howard. Yeah, the aesthetic of that
1: just uh, didn't. It. It's, it's 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 a smidgen
2: sexist there, Gary. It's not Gary. a
1: good look, though. Ye, well,
2: again, viewers not. wise, it's, it's it's just a little smidgen sexist there, Gary. I'm sorry right. about money. All right, I want to shift gears here because I want to talk about uh, politics a little bit. We'll get to the, maybe we'll get to this in the final. You've <laughs> you've got uh, about uh, 43 minutes left on the show. Oh, stop befo-
1: reminding me. Before
2: you have to leave your internship with us, so we'll give you a few minutes to the other side of having. Uh, 30 to talk but i'm going to talk to mike pushkin coming up next
0: coming up on metro news hotline on the tuesday edition of the show the latest on what's going on with wvu basketball dave brian from steeler depot joins us at four o'clock tom bragg in studio at five and an announcement about professional wrestling in charleston Plus your calls, texts,
4: tweets, in or out
0: in our question of the day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly, Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at wvmetronews.com and on this Metro News station.
1: It's the summer's hottest party. The Circus Saints and Sinners Party on the Plaza presented by Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. The fun happens Saturday, July 8th at the Plaza on Market in downtown Whitley. Enjoy food trucks, beer, and wine, and all-day live music starring Cleveland's number one party band, The Players Club, and Pittsburgh party powerhouse, Jukebox. Get tickets at partyontheplaza.org.
4: How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. Frio Stack & Associates auctioneers, realtors, certified appraisers specializing in antiques, business liquidations, multi-parcel land auctions. Frio Stack & Associates is a regional business offering the executor, attorney, Agent and other individuals the most comprehensive and technologically advanced
2: auction and appraisal services available. For information on our service, call our office at
4: 304-233-3168 or email FrioAUC at AOL.com. Frio Stack & Associates sells the earth and everything on it.
0: Live from the Robinson Auto Group Studios in the heart of the Ohio Valley, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe make you sweat, gonna make you groove
2: In honor of our intern, Garen, who is uh, leaving us after a three-week stint here on the Watchdog Morning Show, we let her pick the bumper music today, and she said, all Led Zeppelin all the time. So it's uh, we're we're letting the lead out this morning here on the program. 821-21 after the hour. We spend, Bob, a lot of time on this show, uh, to the point that I sometimes get criticized. I get criticized by the governor's office and others, but even the listeners say, oh, my God, why do you talk so much about Governor Justice and his finances and his family? And today we're talking about his health. Uh, Well, he's the governor and he's running for the U.S. Senate. I mean, I think it's a pretty important thing to talk about. and He seems to be the odds on candidate to win the Republican nomination. So we spend tons and tons of time talking about on the show. We've had Stephen Adams on with us multiple times, and, and Brad McElaney and Mark Curtis, and and uh, you know, this is what we do. But there is a missing component that we never ever talk about. We talk about Mansion and Mooney. I'm not Manchin. Well, we do talk about Mansion, but we talk about uh, Justice and Mooney, we talk about all of these things with Justice. We very rarely hear a perspective from the Democrats because they kind of get lost in the shuffle anymore so i thought i'd ask mike pushkin who is the chair of the state democratic party to come and join us this morning and offer some perspective mike good morning sir welcome to the show thanks for being here today
5: Uh, thanks for having me on and first i'd like to uh, commend uh, the staff and the intern there for your excellent choice (laughs) in uh, in bumper music i
2: knew i knew it was (laughs) going to work well with you Uh, (coughs) mike is in addition to being a delegate and also the chair of the democratic party uh, he is a musician and uh, well, last night when I was talking to you, texting with you, you, you said, I can't talk, I'm on stage. Were you performing or were you politicizing on stage?
5: Uh, perform. Actually, it's rare these days that I was actually playing music. Somebody actually, you know, act, asked me to come play music in their <laughs> uh, in their pub last night. So, yeah, I was playing music at the time. And I tell you, I'm, you know, I, I was a Led Zeppelin fan a long, long time ago. As a child, I think that was probably the reason why I, picked up the guitar in the first place was because of Led
2: Zeppelin. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. Right. Garen, yeah. Garen, that, Garen, you called it. Called it. Well, Mike, let's talk politics. Let's put the guitar down now, if that's okay <laughs> with you. And uh, let's talk about, about politics. Uh, the governor justice story, you know, the governor asked us in the media a few weeks ago last week to step back and to leave his family alone and, and it's not that big a deal because, you know, the family is dealing with his financial problems. How big a deal do you see that to be?
5: Which deal are you talking about? I mean, can we (laughs) narrow it down? I mean, every other day there's just a uh, a horrible story uh, about his campaign or his, his family's business that was never put in a blind trust, and I believe that's why it's fair game because, uh, you know, most people, when, when people come from the business world and then and then uh, get elected to higher office, uh, they put their business in a blind trust so there's no uh, conflict of interest, and these these horrible types of stories don't don't follow them around. But I mean, where should we start? Um, I guess the most recent one would be the uh, you know 100. 100- Uh, justice owned properties
2: auctioned off uh,
5: being auctioned off on the courthouse steps because of failure to pay taxes Uh, and you know you're talking about money that goes to pay for roads uh, for these counties it goes to pay for their public schools Uh, it goes to pay for uh, you know protection through law enforcement to pay their first responders I mean this is the governor is supposed to be uh, you know helping these counties not harming them um, by stipping him when it comes to paying the, 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 business, the uh, property taxes for his business. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's that story. Now, this let, let, let's,
2: just, the, let's just stop for that one. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll stop stop get this. to the we'll others. Let's, other let's just pause with that one for a second. Philosophically, that is an important deal. He doesn't pay property taxes, and those are things that help support the counties in which it is. Here's the question I have been asking, and we talked about it a bit yesterday on this show, Mike. The total value, the total received for those 100, a little under 100 properties, $75,000. Why would the governor not just pay those taxes for no reason other than just to keep it out of the public eye, to keep people like me and you and the other reporters from talking about it? It's such a small amount of money compared to the big debts that he owes. I don't get why he just wouldn't have paid those just, just to keep us from talking about it.
5: Well, it seems to be part of his business model. He doesn't pay taxes. He doesn't pay vendors. Uh, he didn't pay the premiums. His companies, did, they did not pay the premiums for six years for union coal miners that were you know, working in his coal mines, working in his coal operations. He, he let their, their insurance lapse for six years. Now, this is different from you know, whether he's going to stiff the government or stiff another, exactly. another business yeah he's sipping the hard work uh, men and women that work in his minds. Yeah, and God forbid something should happen, and they go, and their insurance is lap. They can't get health care because you know, big Jim's companies uh, you know didn't pay their premiums. Now he could he not afford to run for Senate, even though he's he has gotten an extension on on his campaign finances where he's not showing that. Uh, I think a court just recently, ordered that he did have to show his his finance, his you know business finance in, in regards to a, right. another debt that he had. Where he claimed, he, he claimed he that because
2: I'm a, I'm running for Senate, I don't have to give that information. The, the judge said, well that doesn't make any sense.
5: No, it makes absolutely no sense and what what it begs to question is what does he have to hide why did, why would it why would uh, being transparent hurt his chances of running for Senate unless there was something there that he wanted to hide? And these are all relevant issues, and these are and for him to tell, ask the media to take a step back and leave him alone, you know, because he's running for senate. That's just that's ridiculous. There's going to be even a brighter light uh, shined upon uh, these issues with the governor uh, because he is stepping up to the national stage. He should he should expect it.
2: No offense uh, to all of us. He have like, got
5: his ducks in a row. for – should have paid his taxes. Should have paid his workers and his insurance premiums. He. he uh, uh, should have paid uh, these other fines and debts that he owes.
2: No offense to those of us in the statewide media my fine friends like Stephen Adams and uh, and uh, Brad McElhinney and ourselves and so on. No offense to us. But if he thinks that we're a problem, wait until he gets on the national stage. Wait until he, let's assume, that he becomes a nominee, or even that he's running for the nomination, he is, says he's going to get close to the election. When you start getting the New York Times guys or the Washington Post guys looking at his uh, finances, we're going to look like baby dolls uh, compared to what happens with the New York Times or some of the other national media.
5: Well, um, I believe they're already looking. and There was a story, another story was in regards to the, he um, said baby doll, well, in regards to the baby, baby dog, dog. The
3: States,
5: <laughs> where the, the first batch of, of COVID relief money, the, the you know, CARES Act, um, that he sat on for over, over, well over a year, about a year and a half before they were spending the relief money and then s- spent it by having this, uh, you know, baby dog sweepstakes to give away trucks and cars. Like we all love the dog. We all love new trucks and cars. Uh, but it was supposed to encourage people to get vaccines. It didn't work. Uh, we, it was, it didn't encourage people to get vaccinated, but what it did do is put a lot of money in, in the, in the, Pockets of some of his friends that own car dealerships, and I mean, they were paying uh, far over the market value for these new trucks or cars. It looks like, and who who decided which car dealers uh, got this kind of deal? Uh, that was in the national news. Um,
2: yeah, and,
0: and, and yeah, possibly and a I, federal I don't,
5: investigation into this.
2: Despite the governor and his um, campaign spokesman and his chief of staff's effort to try and downplay that uh, that federal investigation and maybe investigation is not the right word i don't know what word you use but there is no question that that uh, records have been subpoenaed and the federal government is looking into it now i don't know exactly what comes of that and maybe it's not looking into justice himself maybe it's more in the car dealers but there is clearly a federal look at what's happening and what has happened here in west virginia and that's that's gonna that's gonna bode poorly for him
5: I think the question is, who chose the car dealers? Why did they pay so much more than what the cars were worth? Um, and, you know, was it an effect? I mean, first of all, on a policy level, was it really effective in getting people vaccinated? It wasn't. And, and was that the correct use of uh, of federal relief money? Uh, I think most people would say, you know, the federal relief money is supposed to be used for a, a car and truck sweepstakes that really uh, pads the pockets of, of some of our local car dealers? Uh, the, who knows? Maybe they, maybe they're political political donors. I don't know. But that's what those are the questions that need to be answered.
2: One of the issues that I think has gotten lost in the shuffle and all this talk about you know he owes money to Credit Suisse and he owes money to Carter Bank and he owes uh, back taxes and back fines to the federal government and so on. And you pointed this out a few minutes ago. What kind of get lo- gets lost? Because because Mike, let's be honest about it. The general public kind of we understand people who get behind in loan payments all right even if it's millions of dollars we we kind of get that we get nobody likes to pay taxes or fine you know so i get that but what what's getting a in the shuffle is how people are involved in this and right now as you point out just one example came out this week is this health care premiums not paying health care premiums that's not some nameless bank or a nameless insurance company even that is affecting working men and women in West Virginia who are going to be without health care because their premiums haven't been paid. And I think the impact on people is what's been kind of missing
5: in the conversation here. Uh, I agree completely. You know, when you're talking about vendors, maybe people don't realize it, but that's, you know, a lot of these are small businesses too. They're They're forced to go down to the courthouse steps and and declare bankruptcy because Justices' companies are refusing to pay them, and then they settle for 50 cents on the dollar. And that's just been Jim Justice's business model his entire career. But when you're talking about the the failure to pay the insurance premiums uh, for coal miners, then you are really talking about real uh, working West Virginia families that are are being hurt by his – Like I said, it's it's, it's his business model. This is what he's been doing for years, and it does hurt real people, and and it should be talked about.
2: All right, but don't take
5: this the wrong
2: way. What difference does it make to you? Democrats have no dog in this uh, hunt anyways, right?
5: Well, we've always been uh, the party that uh, looks out for working people. We want people to be able to get access to health care. God forbid they get sick. Uh, we want people to earn a living wage. We like to support small businesses, and his uh, what you know his pra- the practices of his family business have been antithetical to everything we stand for. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I want the, I, I want to see people treated fairly. I want to see people get a living wage. I want to see people uh, have access to health care. So yeah, it offends me.
2: Mike, let's let's talk about where the Democrats are going or likely to go. I mean, we've got. Uh, I don't know how many. Half dozen candidates running for governor already. All Republicans in the Republican primary. We've got the two big candidates in the U.S. Senate race, Justice and Mooney. Tons of attention being paid on that. Got Manchin here on the outside saying he's not ready to make a decision yet, so we're just not quite sure what he's going to do. But his name's the only Democrat that has a chance that we seem to think might be jumping into this race. Otherwise, I mean, do you, do you, do you, as chair of the Democratic Party, have a have any sense that there's going to be any Democrat that's going to make a a serious run at these things, or are we just going to have to try and get the least offensive Republican?
5: No, we're definitely we're not voting in the uh, in the Republican primary. I think they're going to have an incredibly uh, messy primary, a very costly primary, and I wouldn't rule Alex Mooney out of that U.S. Senate primary. I think that he is surprised the people surprised a few people a few years ago i think people up in your neck of the woods uh probably thought mckinley was going to hold on to that seat that's yeah. not what happened uh so i wouldn't rule him out but this is far from an endorsement of him i don't agree with him on 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 anything at all but we're gonna we're recruiting candidates and of course it's early in the process i mean generally it's closer to labor day when you start hearing these announcements not before, before Labor Day, Day of last year. year. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think the Republicans have come out early because they're jockeying for position. To what's going to uh, looking like is going to be incredibly messy and, uh, you know, a lot of primary full of mudslinging, and they're going to be going all out. And, and we're going to, we're working on recruiting a full slate of, of uh, quality candidates and, and giving West Virginians choices uh, up and down the ballot and we're going to keep fighting and uh you know but we're not going to win if we don't put people up and we are uh we are having a lot of conversations and you're going to be hearing more announcements as the later we get in the summer uh from the top of the ticket to the bottom of the ticket and while we're talking about the the democratic party i would be remiss if i didn't uh, give a shout out to our our newly elected vice chair just um i believe in early may we had uh a vacancy to fill for for the vice chair of the Democratic Party when uh, uh, Delegate Danielle Walker had to step down to take a a job with the uh, Western ACLU. And um, the executive committee uh, elected uh, Wheeling's own Teresa Torseva as our new vice chair, so somebody that your listeners uh, know and love up in the Wheeling area. An attorney who's been fighting for working people her entire career can now expand upon that role and fight for working people as the uh, as the vice chair of the Democratic Party.
2: The party is supposedly taking on a, a new and more aggressive look, a younger look, um, beginning with your uh, election as chairman. Uh, you now have Ryan Frankenberry as the – I don't know what the title is, executive director, but he's kind of the the, the day-to-day operation of the party. Therese, he is the executive director. Teresa's yeah. in there. So the party is taking on a, on a new look. I, I, I heard from Democrats for years prior to the last couple of years that, that, that the party was stuck in the mud, that the party was just stuck in the mud uh, under Manchin's control, too many old folks just not willing to – to to reach out to newcomers, do do you feel that are are you making a change in the party? Do you feel there's been a change in the party since you guys have taken control?
5: Well, I mean, obviously there there needs to be a change if we're if we're not having the results that we uh, that you know that, that we want to have. If we're if we're losing elections and we're ultimately feeling we're getting a government that's not listening to the people of West Virginia, and a government that's you know not fighting for working people, no, we have to change what we're doing. And I don't think it has necessarily, you know, an old school or a new school or uh, – I think we need to, you know, all work together. We have a a huge task ahead of us, and we've got to keep fighting because the people of West Virginia uh, deserve a strong Democratic Party that's going to fight for their values.
2: Mike, uh, the last time we talked about the governor's race, the names being bandied about, Steve Williams and uh, Ben Salango, or at least have publicly said maybe – that's the best I think we get – are there other names being bandied about privately that we haven't heard
5: uh, for the governor's race? Yes, I think you. We're going to hear an announcement in the in the near future uh, of a candidate for governor, of course, uh, and and for candidates for you know, the entire board of public works and for our our congressional offices and and down to the legislative level, down to the county level. Uh, we're working on uh, on um, you know, and, uh, implementing a, a real very detailed statewide recruitment plan, and we're going to put up a fight in every single race. That's our goal. Our you know, goal is to put up a fight in every race.
2: I'm, I am old enough to remember and have been a reporter long enough to have covered the state when the Democrats controlled it, and also when the Republican Party began to begin its rise now to dominance, and the first thing that was done, but I lose track of time, 15 years ago, or whatever, was to say, we're going to put somebody on every ballot. There's going to be a race in every election. We we can't just sit and let the at that time, let the Democrats just have their say. Now the tables are turned. So what you're saying is that the beginning of this at least is trying to get people on the ballot for as many offices as you possibly
5: can. Yeah, I mean we have I actually I've looked at what the uh some of the you know what the republicans were doing back in the in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s and they they made a very a concerted effort to contest every single race that's the goal that's what we're shooting for um but you know you're not going to win a race if you don't have somebody in it
6: yeah. and uh,
5: so we're we're working on on that now having the conversations having a lot of good conversations I said Yo, there's more to come
2: Mike, uh, we'll be talking a lot in the future, I'm sure, uh, as time goes by. So appreciate your time today. Uh, be in touch with us anytime we need to chat about something, and I'll talk to you again
5: pretty soon. All right. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate, appreciate it.
2: it. Mike Pushkin, who is the uh, State Democratic Party Chairman in West Virginia. He is, if you look at his um, uh, Twitter account, here's how he describes himself. Folk singer, cab driver, union representative, House of Delegates member and chair of the Democratic Party. Puts Folk Singer up there up, up front.
3: We learned a lot about Mike uh, this morning, Howard, and I loved his response when you you asked him, well, Mike, why, why should you care? Well, he told you why you should care, Howard. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but, you know, we, we you and I have spent, with all of our uh, statewide reporter teammates, months and months and months to the point that we get criticized for it, talking about Governor Justice and Alex Mooney and the, what, five, six Republicans running for the governor's race and so on. And in that there's just just just, just no mention to all Democrats.
3: Yeah, and you know what, I think it would be a plus plus for the Democratic Party if if JJ, which I don't want this to happen, you know, if JJ has problems that helps them, and it would certainly help Joe Manchin, but he has to get by Mooney and listening to Mike, Mike seemed like he wanted to pump up Mr. Mooney as much or maybe even more than Mr. Manchin. Certainly not trying to Read into anything,
2: and I have not talked to Mike off the air about this particular issue. I, I think what I think what the Democratic Party would like to see is Mooney be the nominee, assuming that Mansion is going to run. As you and I have talked often, uh, Justice is going to be a harder candidate to beat. Uh, maybe he's beatable. I'm not going to say he's he's unbeatable, but he's going to be harder to beat. I think so. I think what you're hearing here is all this criticism of justice, very well-founded, but I think it's in order to try to get Mooney to be the nominee.
3: And Howard, you would know much, much better than me. Wouldn't it be really hard for a chairman to praise anybody that has switched parties that said, you know what, I don't like you guys, I'm going over here? Well, you can't do that, that's for sure, although it's not...
2: Well, a lot depends, I guess, on what Manchin does. If, if Manchin is going to be the nominee of the Democratic Party, if he chooses to run and he's running and nobody is running against him, I'm not sure but what it may not behoove Democrats. This has happened many times in the past where Democrats change their affiliation for the primary so they can vote against the person they think would be the, hard, the better candidate to beat. I, I, now, Mike kind of really specifically disavowed that idea. But I, I wouldn't be surprised at that you see a lot of Democrats saying, I'll tell you what, I got Manchin, I got Mooney. I think we can beat Mooney better than Manchin or maybe the other way around. But that's what I think. I'm going to switch just for the primary. I'll go and I'll vote in the Republican primary. I'm going to try and get Manchin uh, to to have a matchup with Mooney and not with Justice. Then you switch back come the fall.
3: That's a tangled web, Howard. <laughs> it, it's, it's called you know what that's called, Bob. It's confusing politics, Ah. politics, 842
2: 18 to the hour. Taylor Long has no politics to her, simply the news.
6: Good Wednesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your seven news headlines on this June the 28th. The father who issued threats to a school bus driver from Union Local was handed a sentence of community service, avoiding any jail time. David Miller made an appearance in Belmont County Court where he pled guilty to the charge of aggravated menacing. Initially, the judge imposed a seven-day jail sentence on him, but later provided Miller with an opportunity to explain. Miller said his actions occurred when emotions were running high and were, in his words, completely inappropriate. He said he is the sole caregiver of his disabled wife and he needs to be at home. The judge then suspended all jail time. Miller continued to insist that the bus driver assaulted his son. The judge said that was not true. In staying in Belmont County, a house fire that happened yesterday morning has been declared a complete loss. Officials say the fire started around 1 a.m. on Tuesday in East Richland, just outside of St. Clairsville. Authorities say the family inside the home discovered the fire had started in the garage and called 911. Luckily, no one was injured. At this time, officials tell us that the fire is not suspicious. And with the 4th of July weekend right around the corner, state police will be posted throughout the mountain state to target dangerous habits on the roadways like aggressive driving, speeding, no seat belts, and DUIs. High crash areas will be the main focal point for officers during traffic stops. It's important to remember to move over and slow down in construction zones, which will we will be seeing more traffic than usual for the holiday. The increase in patrols will be happening from June 29th to July 5th. And the air quality alert has been issued for the state of Ohio by the Mid-Ohio Regional Planning Commission. The air quality is set to reach an unhealthy level today for the first time since August of 2003. Active children, older adults, and people with asthma and COPD are more likely to suffer an increase in the number of severity of symptoms during an air quality alert. That was a look at your headlines. Have a wonderful Wednesday, everyone
2: the highlands is the ohio valley's top spot for shopping dining and entertainment too play a round of simulated golf at the four seasons course grab a movie with family or friends at the Marquis cinemas featuring 14 screens of the hottest new movies in all digital and 3d plus special promotions like flashback cinema or visit the highlands sports complex with turf courts climbing wall and an arcade shopping dining and entertainment just off i-70 the top of the hill the highlands
0: he has his say you can have yours text us or call us and join the conversation this is the watchdog morning show with howard monroe brought to you by wvu medicine
4: want to tell you about the girl i love my she looks so fine and she's the only one that i've been dreaming of
2: This isn't too bad. This one's not too bad, Bob. I can live with this one.
3: It's a little country twang to it.
2: Yeah, that's just not too bad. 8.45, quarter to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I had a feeling. I think he surprised you. I had a feeling that Mike Pushkin was going to say, yeah, Zeppelin, baby. I, he's that kind of guy.
3: Totally surprised me. You know, Mike, is. I get hard to get a read on, Mike. When I talked to him before we put him on the air, I, I could tell he was fired up, ready to go, and then the music kind of soothed him for just a little bit. So way to go, Garrett. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I had a feeling he
2: was going to – I just had that sense when he his, he's going, go, yeah. That's why I, I didn't downplay Zeppelin too much in front of him because I didn't want him to go. Ah, I see. I yeah, didn't right. want him to say, what's wrong with you, <laughs> <laughs> um, He is a performer, has been for a long time. I think I said, if you look at his Twitter account, he says, folk singer cab driver a union representative, uh, House of Delegates member, and chair of the Democratic Party. Puts Folk Singer first. And last night, I don't know if I said this on or off the air, last night while I was talking with him, texting with him to try and set things up for today, I asked him a few questions, and I got a quick text back. I'm on stage. I'll get back to you later. So he was performing performing last night. He's an interesting character. Um, I remember when he first got into the legislature, not really all that long ago, Um and he he really has made a name for himself.
3: Is he going to be able to build off this Howard and eventually uh, take over an office? That's a great question. You know, I have never thought about that. Uh, How we, old is Mike? Oh, he's
2: younger than we are.
3: 50s and probably yeah, probably okay. Yeah,
2: he's got time then. Yeah, yeah. I never thought about that. Uh, that's certainly a distinct possibility. I mean, he is in office. He is a member of the House of Delegates. Um, but you know, would he have an interest in some actual? You know, because they tell
3: on. me, Howard, everything comes back around in, in cycles. Now, you and I probably won't see it, but maybe Michael and Garren will see I it. I don't maybe. have a
2: lot of time for cycles anymore. No, we don't want to hear cycles. <laughs> cycles doesn't work for me. It's like it's like I look at my uh, my, my uh, retirement account, and all the people say, don't worry, you know, given time, the market comes back. I don't have time. You're probably <laughs> thinking about cashing in, aren't you, Howard? Yeah, I am. <laughs> That's no question about it. Coming up today, statewide talk line at 10.06. Uh, Mr. Kirchwell is back. Don't know where he was. He had planned a one-day away. He called an excused absence. Um, so he's back today. And the focus will be on the new uh, basketball coach, John Eilert. Eilert? Eilert? You and I can figure it out. Eilert? Coach, Eilert? yeah. We'll just call him Coach. <laughs> uh, the, the new coach will be on with Hoppy. Also, WVU's athletic director, Ren Baker, will be on uh, to talk about things. Uh, what else we got coming up today with Hoppy? Um, I guess that's it. A lot of talk about uh, about the basketball team. Um Waterfront Wednesdays tonight. I want to remind you about that. The M80s in concert. Our good friend Butch Maxwell, our colleague Butch Maxwell, one of our uh, local talk show hosts here on the Watchdog, will be uh, performing with his group, the M80s, seven to nine o'clock tonight at Heritage Ports, Part of Waterfront Wednesdays. You want to come down for that? And I should point out this is a good movie, Bob. Um, this Saturday, it is. Um, Oh no! This was last Saturday. Shoot, I printed this out. last You month. had my hopes
3: up, Howard. I was oh, I was ready yeah. to go watch the movie.
2: Oh, you would because it's a great it, a great movie. This is the free summer movie night. The Sandlot. Remember the movie The Sandlot? Yes, That's I lived that, Howard. Once upon a the, time, yeah, that did. was me at the Sandlot. That lot.
1: is the only movie that Martins Ferry City Schools will ever play in class ever. Field really? Day, Sandlot holiday sandlot christmas sandlot thanksgiving sandlot
3: it's a great movie this saturday uh not Sandlot. (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah,
2: unfortunately i so i printed out the wrong thing so uh i i did see what this movie is i forget what's coming anyways uh, it was a great idea (laughs) it was the uh, wrong movie uh 10 to the hour here on the watchdog morning show
4: why just think about it why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at lowe's or the home depot We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery-powered tools, from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real Steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Moe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. You
0: want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands? WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care right here at home. Developing new and exclusive services, recruiting top surgeons, we embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, pioneering medical care, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivering the right care, right place right time
1: this is summer's hottest party the circus saints and sinners party on the plaza music and food festival the fun happens saturday july 8th at the plaza on market in downtown Philly. get tickets at party on the plaza.org
0: most of us are faced with uncertainty every day your job your finances sporting events schooling for your children and so much more with so much uncertainty surrounding you one auto dealership that you can be certain about, and that's Done Ford. You can be certain that you always get a great deal and the best service afterwards. Being in business for over 50 years has given Done Ford the reputation of being a strong, reliable dealership. Be certain, choose Done Ford. Online at Doneford.com. I'm not buying electric Ford! Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine.
1: The time has come to be gone. And though I we drank a
4: thousand times, it's time to ramble on. Well, it's time for rambling
2: on time to say sayonara farewell to our intern garen I'm it is uh, we're in the final nine minutes of uh, garen's time with us here this morning um months ago or a couple of months ago when uh, part of the management team one of our management meetings said uh, listen i got a i've got an intern coming in for you guys and i'm going to tell you bob
3: it's usually trouble, is it? I
2: just shook. I was like, oh, <laughs> thanks. You know, it's the last thing that I really wanted to hear is there's an intern coming to yeah, work. Yeah, and here.
3: no yes. offense. It's probably going to get me in trouble, especially when you hear it's a girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, come on.
2: Well, first place, I didn't know it was a girl. They said it was Garen. Like, okay, is that a girl or a guy? Anyway, that's a dude. No, no <laughs> offense. But at any rate, so I'm, seriously, that's not a joke. I, I When they said, oh, we've got this intern coming, I'm a like, man. I'm, we've gone through this before. I, geez. We've had good interns, but we've, you know, not all of them. Anyway. And then this little waif showed up.
3: With to, all kind of energy. <laughs> and
2: she came into this studio on day number one. It wasn't quite a business suit, all right? (laughs) But, I mean, she was fully prepared to be the businesswoman here because she was prepared for... uh to be full time dressed up, and and then we quickly dissuaded you from that.
1: Yeah, I've quickly found out that I didn't have to do that. And Kayleen was like, "What are What are you doing? Yeah, why?" And I was that? like, "Your brother told me to do
2: this." Yeah, Kayleen's there in her bib overhauls, you know, <laughs> <laughs> bobs in his shorts. Yeah, I knew like. that wasn't going to last.
3: Yeah, Howard, we have other best wishes on the line. All right, let's go to it. You're on air, Mark. Hey, Ga-
5: hey, Garen, it's uh, Mark from the Pine Room Podcast. Hi. We just want to tell you that we'll miss you and wish you the best of luck. And it was nice to meet you, and you did a great job for for all of us. Oh, putting up you. with Howard and Bob—that—that that was big enough.
2: Wait a minute, Mark. Wait a minute, Mark. Did you say putting up with Howard and Bob? Is that what no, you no, said? No no,
5: no, no, no. I said uh, learning. Yeah, okay. <laughs> learning from Howard and Bob. You, you're you're a better person. Hopefully. Well, we want to wish you good luck, and uh, you did a great job, and we'll miss you.
1: Thank you so much. I'll miss you guys. Mark,
5: thanks a lot. Appreciate that. Yep. All right, guys. Keep up the great work. Talk uh, to you soon.
2: And you too. We'll be we'll be tuned in for the Pine Room podcast. Let's see. Today is Wednesday, so they're, they're not on today. Yeah, these guys smart. are taking
3: a break. to are probably out selling beer somewhere, hauling some, beer. Ke- hauling some kegs around for <laughs> delivery.
2: You know, just hold on one second. Back in the day when you and I were doing our drinking, yes. Why didn't we get our own beers? So I have we could no idea. Drink our own beers because if we
3: know we we'd have made a profit just what we drank. We that's didn't right. business would have been good.
2: You know Timberline would have been. You uh, guys are mackerel. great. Said, Holy macro, this beer is going well. This morning show beer. Why? because yeah, Bob and I are drinking them. Anyway, what have you learned? So I, uh, that's a serious question.
1: I have this all written down on my little timesheet. Um, I made a. Fl- I learned how to make a flyer for the football season. I did the sports thing. By the yesterday. way, that was a really.
2: Have you seen her flyer for that? Uh,
1: she does good work. That was a good. That, that was, was a really good job. Was, I was proud.
2: I could not do that. <laughs> I seriously, I couldn't do that.
3: Um. Garen, where you really, again, where you impressed me? Again, coming in, love the attitude. You have the perfect attitude and personality for radio. You weren't afraid. You said, hey, I look, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm not afraid. I mean, the worst
1: thing that can happen is you screw up. My dad tells me all the time, he's like, the worst thing someone can do to you is tell you now.
3: So. But Howard, Howard will tell you, it usually doesn't work like that. They come in here, they see the microphone, people back up instead of going forward. And the other w- real quick thing where you impressed me was, with with your poll question, you came up with about the <laughs> holes and or, you know the does and it was really really good. You're a creative person and that's going to do do yourself really well in this business if you get in this business. If you get in
2: this business. And you did a you did a, a a very good job with your comedy routine that you did the thank SNL you, routine, thank you. and you did an, an acceptable job with the uh, with your uh, slider on sports. <laughs> Garrett on sports. <laughs> Garrett on sports yesterday. I mentioned and because the, I actually have in the past people i kind of think stuff. he's getting to something here again uh, i'm I not sure it. but i yeah. hold on the pacing and phrasing but that's those are things that can be taught real easy real simple there is how do i say this there is a really important thing you got to learn if you're going to be delivering news or information whether it's news whether sports or whatever right and it begins with well get your facts <laughs> right Get your facts right. Oh, I see I, where I this, this is going. Check. Because yesterday, uh, I believe you said the NHL draft was what last night? Yeah, Garen, what's up with that? I, I was it, just
1: so excited for it. And it,
2: but it wasn't. You see, get that's the. It's like rule number one, journalism. I don't know if you're ever going to be in journalism, but, but rule number one: get your facts right. And guess how what, Howard? Again, Bob. She's, how she, in the world could she have made that mistake? How she, could you have let her make that mistake?
3: She didn't. I made the mistake, and I was kidding her because I didn't realize I made the mistake until last night. I'm scanning through the channels looking for the NHL draft <laughs> because
2: and, you heard about it on because on I
3: wrote the material for her. So she again, she what a trooper she is. She could have said Bob did it, and she didn't. She took the blame, but it was all on me. So okay. if you were I'll listening answer. yesterday, <laughs> chuckling. Or even chuckling more today, that was my mistake, and uh, I was just a day in front of the draft. That's all.
1: We were just all really excited for hockey to have new people.
2: There you go. You're (laughs) heading back home pretty
3: quick now? Yeah.
2: After today?
1: Tomorrow, Tomorrow,
3: yeah. Real
2: excited. You're flying in the midst of all of these uh, problems with uh –
3: Pilots can't yeah. see that smoke out there, Darren. Yeah. Can,
1: they can't see in the smoke. The airlines are backed up. There's been there was a dude on the news who had been in the airport sleeping for a day. He take said your he, sleeping
2: bag with you. Yeah.
1: Oh, I can't even take a sleeping bag. it can only take one suitcase. It can only be 50 pounds.
2: Believe me, I, see, I, I, I can that.
3: just see her curled up and and just going with the flow. However, she'll have her music on. She'll probably have some yeah, little, snacks. Little in there. Yeah, we're down. me and Street you. Street we're screaming flag. at somebody. We we want to get out of here. I think she would just go with the flow. Yeah.
2: So. Travel safely. Thank Uh, you. You you may end up getting delayed. so But you you don't have any place to be on a time frame, right? Well, I'm going
1: fishing tomorrow night with my friend from home.
2: Oh, well, all right. Fishing. We
1: we call it feeding time when they're biting. (laughs) So I've got to be there by feeding time.
2: Well, listen, uh, travel safely. It's been a lot of fun having you here. Uh, It's
1: been a blast to be here.
2: uh, Really and truly. It has been really cool, Bob, for oh, you cool. and I. We're, we're old guys, and we make no bones about it, and we play old-time music, and, and it's kind of the theme of the show, and we laugh at ourselves. It has really been nice to have a different perspective have a younger perspective in here so we could talk about some things where we get a different point of view and I really appreciate your being around thank and again, you
5: thank
1: you for dealing with me and having yeah, me. The whole time. putting up with you yeah is, yeah well, I got it so
2: <laughs> uh, anyways uh, congratulations for, for, uh, for a good a job very well done we appreciate it and in all seriousness we will miss you I'll text it now I'm gonna tell you it's opened up my mind Maybe maybe, maybe interns all the, aren't all that bad, Bob.
3: I don't think we should push it there, Grandpa. You I think we'll get our feelings hurt next time. <laughs> you think we've
2: done the best we could? Just let it go? All right. All right. Uh, thanks, Gary. Thank you. Be safe. Thank you, Bob.
3: You're welcome. Thank you,
2: Gary. It is time for us to say sign off. see you. Bye-bye. Farewell. I got to go. I got to get out of here. Kirchhoff's got the calm. He is back. He's coming up next tomorrow on the show. We'll continue to talk about the wildfires, fireworks, fast food, and some big changes coming at WVU because, of well, the money is running short. We'll talk to Kelly Allen from the Center for uh, Budget and Policy about how things could be different if they just would listen to her. It's all coming up tomorrow on the Watchdog Morning Show. Kerchival is up at 10, but coming up next, it is the legislative watchdog barking their way in here with good political conversation. Bob C. in the morning, 7 o'clock.
0: FM 98.1 AM 1600 WKKX Wheeling. FM 97.7 AM 1370 WVLY Moundsville
1: from ABC News. I'm Sherry Preston. People sleeping on cots, lines snaking out the door and being put on hold for hours. That's a situation for many of the nation's airports thanks to bad weather and poor staffing, much of it affecting the Northeast. ABC's Stephanie Ramos is at Newark International says
6: millions are affected. While the FAA is blaming the storms in the Northeast for all the delays and cancellations, the CEO of United Airlines is blaming the FAA, saying they failed us. The FAA responding, we will always collaborate with anyone seriously willing to join us to solve a problem. This crisis follows a report from the Department of Transportation's Inspector General finding the FAA is facing a shortage of air traffic controllers. 20 of 26 critical facilities staffed below the FAA's 85% threshold. The weather
1: also contributing to the chaos, including smoky skies over the Great Lakes, thanks to smoke from Canadian wildfires. A
0: lakefront Breeze here in Chicago is expected to clear the air a bit, but some of this will linger. And officials in New York are preparing for possibly
3: more smoke there later this week.
1: ABC's Alex Perez in Chicago. We're learning more about the aborted attempt to storm Moscow and the role the head of the Wagner mercenary group played in it.
4: A senior U.S. official has told ABC News the leader of the mercenary rebellion, Yevgeny Prigozhin, had.